Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. We have literally everyone. Shane Adamos, welcome Hi. back. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Dr. Steph, say hello. Hello. And Nicholas the Great. <laughs> uh, and the legendary Dr. Marissa. Hey, How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, they always get uh, excited about what we're going to call them today. So Nicholas the Great has stayed. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, so today, let's go right into it, guys. Uh, everyone's uh, arms are up. We're talking about weight belts and lifting. Do we need to wear them? What's the purpose? Shane, we were we were going intense, and, and I want to know, right off the bat, what do you think? Two words. It depends. Come on. <laughs> it's the answer that no one wants to hear. Yeah. Always depends. the right answer, though. People have been waiting to listen to this thing, and That's you're going to go right to the... a whole podcast episode yeah. on just weight belts, right? Okay, because you know it what? Depend. It will make your bench press and your skull crushers that much better. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Nick, all right, so let's see it. Let's see it from a, from a medical side, from a... Injury risk, uh, what do you think? Uh, what's the purpose of wearing it? Uh, the purpose is to help you create a little in, intra-abdominal pressure to help stabilize the spine. What does that mean? Um, so your abdominal cavity doesn't have, it has an inherent pressure in it, but when you put a load on your spine, um, you need to create a little bit of pressure, like fill up the balloon so it doesn't nice. just collapse. Once you put a little load on it, does it really help? You think? Oh, let's let's save that one for later. Oh man, well played, well played. Uh, I just want to say, throw this out there for for those of you that are listening, just to kind of get a visual of what we're talking about with the interabdominal pressure. Just think of some sort of cylinder. Take a, I don't know, a soda can. Try to put an empty balloon in it, and then blow air into that balloon. So all that pressure that's coming from the inside pushing on the can. That's the thing I want you guys to think about when we're throwing out the, the idea of interabdominal pressure, and as we go down the line, what is the weight belt actually going to do? Yeah. Is it like a corset? Yeah. If you ever know what a corset is, That's it's a manly corset. <laughs> it's a manly corset. Ladies can wear them too. Hey, correct. We don't discriminate here. Um, okay, so uh, Dr. Steph, so when 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 do you think somebody should wear it? Ah, great question. So I recommend people to wear your weight belts when you're going to lift 80% or higher um, for the lifts that would benefit from it. So I like for deadlifts, back squats, front squats, um, things that are you're going to max out and you need that abdominal pressure to help with the stability. Shane, what's your percentages? I was thinking about this earlier mm-hmm. and... Yeah, typically we want to think about 80 to 85% if we want to have a hard line in the sand. But also from a coaching standpoint, if someone's looking, and it really depends on what we're going at here. You know, are we doing a max lift for a 1, 2, 3 RM? Or Mm -hmm. are we just going down and we're doing 5 sets of 10? We're looking at volume, but we know when we look at that athlete, they're only lifting 50 to 60%. Mm -hmm. And in this phase of training, we're trying to accumulate that volume. Are they breaking down at like seven or eight and I need their legs to really work? You know, then we might actually be at 50 to 60% with a weight belt. That's actually a really good point. Mm -hmm. But 
I might reserve it for a little bit later in, you know, like sets one, two, three might be okay. Yeah. And then let's go four, five. I might have them belt up. So looking also for the coaches out there and just looking at movement quality, not just being married to the percentage and saying only at 80 to 85% do I want you to belt up. Depends on your purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's not a, a yes or no. And, and I think for the community, it's good to hear that, right? Because you typically like, oh, one is you don't ever need it. Mm-hmm. And two is you only do it when you max out. Mm-hmm. Those are very, very common guidelines that people might live by, okay. right? But but there's definitely a purpose, you know, in, in trading with it and when, when you want to use it. So it's not just a yes, no. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, and I understand why you say it, it definitely depends. So um, is this... Is this something that is only for people who are competitive? Dr. Nick, what would you say? Yeah, anybody can use one. So it, so it's not somebody who's literally training for like, I don't know, powerlifting event or something, right? I mean. No, I think you can just be your average Joe. And, you know, if you're doing a lot of squats or a lot of deadlifts or even if you're working your way, maybe it's not your highest one rep max, but you just want a little bit of extra support, like mm-hmm. you can use it to help you there. Or maybe you've had previous injuries and you're not able to stabilize as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. I think that's huge. So, Dr. Marissa, if, if you have, if you've had a previous injury, should you wear a weight belt or ooh, how, ooh, what are the ooh. guidelines? Let's, let's do this. Uh, and this is open-ended. Yeah. This is for everybody. open but I get to start it. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to say... If you've had a previous injury and you're trying to use the belt to prevent future injury, that might not be as well informed as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, some studies mm-hmm. have shown that the belt doesn't uh, reduce the incidence of injury in deadlifting. But if you've had a previous injury and you want to use it to help enhance your mm-hmm. inherent ability to stabilize your spine properly, then and if you know how to use the weight belt properly, then go ahead. Start learning how to use it, put it on, and go. Wow. Okay. I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. Uh, so I would say, okay, so I, me personally, if if I have an individual who's had a previous history of back pain and it's unstable, meaning that they feel like it's going to go out, that sensation, if you've ever had back pain and you just don't feel like it's right or 100% there, um, I do like the input from the back because it's like somebody's hands being placed on your spine or pushing on it. And and if you've ever worn a knee brace, it's the same concept. Maybe your knee has had a, a history of knee pain and you apply that brace and it just feels a little better, right? It just it gives you that like 5 to 10% where you feel like you can lift. Um, if that is allowing you to train and exercise regularly, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. However, if you're using it as a crutch and you're not doing mm-hmm. accessory work to continue to progress to get out of it, I think it's something you have to be able to graduate from and only maybe use for a higher level training purpose. So if you're using it for back pain, I would say we would want to wean you from that. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. using it for training, absolutely. I think it's great because that means that you have to see a medical professional less frequently due to a flare-up, whereas you could be using it to actually make performance gains and use it as a complement to your training. I'm just thinking about the idea of, okay, training or return to sport. Let's say you're cleared with uh, cleared with pain, you're, you're going to go ahead and go back into activity. And a lot of the things that I've come across when people are asking me, hey, should I use a weight belt? Or a weight belt? Uh, I put this in your mind. It's like, all right, let's look at your body real quick. Between your last rib and your pelvis, how many bones do you have to hold up? 
Okay. Okay. Once they get their head wrapped around that. Wait. Cylinder. Explain that. So, what do you mean? So, so when you're looking at your 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 rib cage, you have your twelfth rib, and then you're going down, and then you have your pelvis. In between that, when you're looking at bone structures, you have five lumbar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's your go. lower back that is holding up just the pelvis yeah. to the thorax. Yeah. Now, what if? And for those of you that listen, just pose this question to you too. What if I could tell you I can create a series of muscles to hold around those five vertebrae sure. and to actually hold so that way your trunk stays in a stable position but it also holds the lid, which is going to be your diaphragm, mm -hmm. and your pelvis or the pelvic floor, kind of the bottom of this cylinder, the bottom of this soda can. What if I can train these muscles to actually hold that mm -hmm. structure together? Mm -hmm. Well, let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> So, you know, that, that's almost square one, where mm -hmm. it really becomes the core positioning, the, the stability of that area, yeah. how strong can we get it. Mm -hmm. And then, only once we can kind of get past that, that we have the proper positioning, okay, great, now let's go ahead and use that. So we yeah. gain the strength to do that, or to, to hold that position, then we actually use it in context. So being able to keep the core in that position as you're squatting, as you're deadlifting. And then from there, if we're able to use it, okay, now it's starting to get a little challenging. Great. Mm -hmm. I know your core works because I've trained that. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we can add the weight belt after that. You know, so like thinking of from the standpoint of like, okay, what do I need to do beforehand? What mm -hmm. are the prerequisites? Mm -hmm. You know, just understanding that your midsection is your body's natural weightlifting belt. Let's oh. build that mm -hmm. first yes. before mm -hmm. even getting to some sort of external object. Again, going yeah. back to that mm -hmm. idea with the, the soda can. The balloon in between. Well, okay, your waist belt is another rubber band or some sort of belt outside that soda can. Mm -hmm. As you try to fill up that uh, that balloon in there. Okay. I want to kind of reiterate that analogy because it's beautiful in that you know you already have a weight belt built into your system. <laughs> Imagine and, that. And, yeah. and and all you're doing is you're using an external piece of equipment, a weight belt, to help support what you already have, and so. People use the weight belt for injury prevention, maybe performance to improve performance. But then Absolutely. I think the challenge becomes, like we said, is if you're using it to, um, you know, serve as a crutch for the lack of stability that you may have internally. So mm -hmm. you have to decide your main purpose for it. Um, now I'll go round robin here. Do you guys individually use one and when? Dr. Nick, do you ever use them? I don't use one. At all? No, never. What? I don't lift super heavy either, though. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll one rep max, you know, maybe once a year. Um, so it's not part of your, like, training cycle? Yeah, no, yeah. I just, I'm kind of a purist. I don't take protein. Why you have and I don't have steel. lifters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, he walks into the clinic barefoot, you know, he's, just, <laughs> he's always earthing. Earthing. <laughs> all right, Dr. Marissa, uh, do you use it? Yeah, heavy deadlifts, heavy squats above 85%. That's your guideline. That's it. Now, yeah. what was your guideline before we discussed this? Do you feel like you were around that 85% for you? Yeah, I'd say so. I didn't. Like have most, I don't have one. I don't own one, right? So if mm. there's one at the gym, then I'll use it. Mm. But they're usually too big anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, so I'll throw one on if it's heavy just nice. for that extra little cue for myself, Yeah. right? But if yeah. it's not even tight enough anyway, yeah. then. 
Uh, I would say I use it at the very, very high end. I'd say 90% and ups, maybe 95%. Um, because I, I, I personally like to challenge myself uh, and, and really engage my core. If I start to lose it and I feel like I am fatiguing, then I will use it as a supplement. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dr. Steph, what do you got? This is a really common uh, question for me. So I am two and a half months postpartum, mm-hmm. um, and my core is very weak. Like pregnancy does a number on your core. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. And coming back, it was really tempting for me to use the belt for even lightweights because I felt like my core stability was, excuse me, was um, lacking, or I felt like my weak link right now is my core strength, and I feel like, man, if I just do a weight belt on it and make this workout so much easier, but I'm really, really trying hard to be good mm-hmm. and force myself to retrain those muscles to come back so I don't have to use the belt the belt to do what I sh- yep. a workout that I shouldn't need it yep. for. Mm-hmm. So I am, it's very tempting to cheat, but I'm sticking very hard to my, only use it for 85% nut. Shame. I actually keep a belt in my gym bag, and it's with me whenever I go Wow. Mm-hmm. That being said, it only comes out when I feel it's necessary. So I've trained long enough to be able to be in tune with my body and know where there's a certain tweak mm-hmm. that I feel that I know I'm going to go somewhere, yeah. but I need to get these reps. So let me put on that belt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure. I, I definitely encourage everybody else to not... Just be married to numbers, yep. but also the feeling, because that's your, your own feedback from your body saying, hey, we're going to a dark place. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that brings up another point. Like if, you're, if you're doing, let's say, a, uh, a competition, or maybe it's the CrossFit Open that's really, really important for you, and you're wanting to push yourself a little bit beyond, and you know that form is probably going to be sacrificed towards the end of that workout, it mm-hmm. might be a good idea to throw it on if you feel like you need that extra support to prevent mm-hmm. injury. Yep. Even though that shouldn't be a training norm. What yeah. about using it with dynamic movements such as uh, we talked to, we talked about you know deadlifting and squatting right those are um, in the in the actual sense of the word dynamic they are moving but um, what about during uh, like a clean or a snatch or something a little bit more intense or during a workout where you have a lot of those movements combined what do you guys think about using a belt with a, a mixture of like circuit training where you know that you're going to be Maybe at higher percentages, um, such as in the CrossFit terms, like a metabolic conditioning um, workout. I'm all about using it for cleans. Mm. Cleans and snatches. You don't feel uncomfortable with it? I love it. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I just, I don't like it in under that past. crease. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, What do you got, Shane? It depends on the athlete. Mm. For me personally, if I'm going to clean or if I'm going to snatch, I, I treat it like I was going to squat. I'll put the belt on if I get that mm. high enough. But at the same time, looking at how the person is doing the lift, mm-hmm. if you can see that that bar is coming real close to that clip, mm. or you can kind of see in their head that oh, there's something kind of in that way of that bar path when it comes up, yeah. then you might have them take it off. You know, just if it gets to be a block. Uh, in the person's head or in the movement itself. Yeah, you need to. But for like those repeated dynamic movements, um, you know, 45 to 90 reps of thrust. You know, who, who that sounds that, fun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Nick, that's who would. <laughs> but, for, but for something where we're looking at sustained efforts, I, yeah. mean, I, I don't necessarily like to have it on there because I want to be able to breathe. I need my... Yeah, my, for sure. My that's my the challenge, breathing. right? That's exactly that. it. Dr. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, I don't know. You don't like uh, it during active like metabolic movements? 
it depends. Like if you know you're doing like a a deadlift, like box jumps one, and you know pull ups one, and you think you might need it towards the end. Like I'm okay with that. Drop it real quick, step out of it, mm-hmm. pick it up, put it back on when you go back to the deadlifts. Or if you're doing like the overhead lunges, something very uncomfortable like that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. require a lot of stability mm-hmm. in the Huge. low back, and it's heavy. Like Huge. accessory, use it. Yeah. I probably come like right in the same spot as as Nick, where mm-hmm. the if you're using the belt properly, you're using it. You're changing the tightness of it right mm-hmm. in the middle of your workout. So if you're trying to do this for time you might waste 30 seconds playing around oh, yeah. with your belt sure. <laughs> but if yeah. you're but if you're if you need it for a heavy component of the workout then by all means go ahead yeah just kind of have it nearby yeah kind of like knee sleeves but wasted time <laughs> yeah wasted <laughs> time uh so there is your answer should you wear a weight belt during lifting and uh coach shane said it in two words it depends sorry guys sorry uh but each one of us will take a different approach on that and and have a general consensus but uh all in all i think that you have to kind of understand what how your body feels and understand yourself better uh and then use that as an accessory component versus just using it for an absolute rule only at 90 percent or um, only with deadlifting. So all these factors go into making that better decision to um, prevent injury and then to improve your performance. So uh, on behalf of the Sports Performance uh, Podcast and the whole team, I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye, guys.